Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have with me a very special returning guest, Sean Crow. Sean, how are you doing today? Pretty good. About yourself? Oh, good, good. Anytime we could chat, you know, about your writing and Godless Lands or Valhalla Steel or anything like that, I am, I am golden, my friends. So I'm really <laughs> glad to... People keep hearing me say this because we've had a lot of returning guests, but it feels really good, <laughs> you know, so anytime I can get somebody to return, I'm like, yes, we did it. So it just feels good. That was one of my goals from, you know, from day one was to make this a place where people, you know, could keep coming back to. We're not even I think right. you and I might actually be I think it was right around this time last year that we met because I believe it was either right Probably. before or right yeah. after my wife's birthday and her birthday is the 14th of this month. So I think it was yeah, after. I think, so I think we're a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're a little like a week early, but we're almost, you know, to your year anniversary on here, which is pretty cool. So that's awesome. <laughs> there you that's go. Super cool. Well, yeah, we'll no, I'm that. always happy to be yeah. here. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I always love your insight. We're actually it's funny because you that we mentioned, uh, you know, Mark Timoney again uh, before we started recording because, um, you know, he had, you know, you know, mentioned, um, you know, the last time that you were on. And he was like, yeah, we really got to have a, a David Gamel episode. <laughs> and oh, like, I would. It's totally I would true. There, man. I would be there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's totally heartbeat. true. I had a couple other authors say the same <laughs> thing. So at some point where um, the three of us and then I can't remember who the other author was. There's was somebody I just interviewed recently. I know it's in my notes. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to uh, do a big uh, session there. So that'll be really cool. Yeah. No, love to talk about the big man's works. He had a huge <laughs> impact. I would love to teach him sometime in a college course. I, uh, <laughs> my friend said that he took a class. This I, I, I thought of you when he said this. He said he took a class, a creative writing class. And instead of it being like your run-of-the-mill whatever, that the teacher taught it as a grimdark fantasy class. And uh, David was like the main pinnacle. So they read Legend and a couple other ones. And I was, I was stunned. Man. I'm like, really? Yeah. I was like... That sounds like I was like, if anybody wants to do that as a Udemy course, like I will pay you whatever you want. <laughs> I will give <laughs> you the money. Awesome. I don't care what. Yeah, it is. just take it. Oh, uh, I was so jealous. Well, That's my friend, awesome. we'll start with that first one there. What have you been up to since our last interview almost a year ago? And quite a bit. Um, so I'm trying to think if I if Quenched and Blood had come out at that point. I don't know if it had. Um, so I, I've got four books out now. So. That was a big to-do, getting out Quenched in Blood last year. And then I just released uh, Wrath of a Hungry God this year, uh, about a month ago, if that. Yeah, it's been about a month. And honestly, I've been enjoying the summer a little bit, been doing some uh, book shows. And like just recently, I came from my local fair and sold a bunch of books there, had a kick. And now I'm trying to put my nose back to the grindstone. I have a uh, there's a big Grimdark uh, championship. They have the Grimdark World Championship. I don't know if you saw it there on uh, the Grimdark page. No, I'm um, going to have to write that down and check that out. Yeah, yeah. We've been going. Uh, me and three other authors made it to the finals. So our scores just reset. They just came out with the scores. I think I'm sitting third right now. I was sitting first going in, but then after six months, they cut out a big chunk of them. And then oh, wow. uh, you start fresh. So. Oh, wow. uh, those, those other authors are bringing their a game. I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta step this up. So yeah, yeah. I think it's, I mean, we're all within like two points, I think of each other right now, but okay. It, so it's like every month you do, you get five prompts and you have to use all five of those prompts in a short story. And oh, that's cool. it's been challenging, 
But yeah. uh, you know, it's been fun though, because I've been using it as an opportunity to kind of world build. Uh, mm. A lot of the short stories are based in the Valhalla Steel universe. Oh, that's cool. Um, a few of them are like some world concepts I've had. They're on the back burner. I don't plan on writing them anytime in the next three to four years. But after that, it'd be nice to have those established. So I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah totally. Play around. And the one I'm working on now, it's it's going to be a Godless Lands uh, short story taking place. Oh, that's with, cool. Uh, within Riven, when the blight hit and uh, the faithful mm-hmm. rose up along with the butcher and all them. And so you have the big civil war and kind of play out how Zia and Donovan got out there into the godless land. So it's like, it's just been fun. It's been fun to be able to just build those stories in it. It helps you just bring your, brings me into the world, you know? So I've been having a kick. Uh, Frank Dorian. I don't know if he's been on here. Um, No, no. um, People have told me to contact him. I just, I've had so many, it's nice because now I've had so many people contact me you know, right. or I've had referrals. It's like, I'm like kind of swamped now, <laughs> but, but I do have, <laughs> it I like do have yeah, I do have like 14 slots left, you know, for the rest of the year, so to speak. So I have yeah. to write him down again. I keep forgetting. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. He and I talk every once in a while. We were, we were joking. We're like, man, it'd be great if me and you were just head to head in the finals. That'd be awesome. Oh, he's, he's in the finals and I'm in the finals. So, oh wow. <laughs> I don't know how I'm, I mean, I'm sure I, cause I haven't really been on Facebook very much except to, you know, to post things. I haven't been you know, scrolling or anything, you know, pesky yeah. writing gets in the way of, you know, social media. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, social interactions, period. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this is, which I was just curious and for our fans too, um, which, which group was that? Do you remember? Uh, Grim is it the Grim, Grim Dark Fantasy? I can, I know you and I are in like it. three of the same we're ones. We're in several. Yeah. We're, in, if you're in a few, I would, I would love to check that out. So, uh, the, Grimdark Fiction Readers and Writers. I am in that one. How did I miss that? Yeah. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. He's been running it for a while. Um, I'm going to definitely have to talk to them, too, because that would be a good uh, promo, I think, for you know for them in the future. So, Yeah, it's a kick. And honestly, that'd be a good spot to put some of your podcast, too. That's true. Yeah, on. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, well, man, I'm going to have to check that out. So, Yeah. It's it's been fun. I, it's it's challenging too because sometimes you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to fit these two prompts yeah. together in a story, and you're like scrounging. I think I used one of them. A bleeding heart, uh, a bleeding sword was one prompt, and like a Bahala steel one. So I used it as like a uh, some kind of insult. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> well, I'm going to run with it. It works. That's cool. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would it's love okay. to. I would love to see like if they had the prompts and then what you guys came up with, like just to kind of, yeah, they've got them all there. that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I'm going to have to check that out for sure. That's awesome. Oh, that's really interesting. Well, I hope, you know, no offense to Frank, but you know, you're kind <laughs> of our, you're our champion right now on our show. So I hope that, you know, you, you take him all the way, you know, I think I mean, Frank, I think Frank took the lead right now. So I've got to, I've got to, like I said, I got out my game. These, yeah. these people came to win so i gotta, yeah. I gotta start stepping up a little more yeah but no it, it's what, fun you know <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say from what i've heard about frank i mean he brings his a game so that's yes that's he does super cool yeah. well that's awesome that you guys are you know you know bringing each other up you know i think that that is just super cool i mean i, I think i told you last time when we talked you know at the time i was in that one discord and 
the one guy and I were just like doing writing sprints and we just could not stand losing to the other person. (laughs) I mean, I just, you know, I was like, he'd be like, I beat him. He'd be like, all right, one more, you know? And then he beat me. I'd be like, one more, one more 15 minute sprint. And before you know it, my wife's like, it's like two in the morning. (laughs) Go to bed. Get alive, man. (laughs) She's like, you got to work tomorrow. Summer school. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, that's awesome. That is super cool. I definitely have to check that out. have to, uh, leave some links in there for people too. So I'll make sure to uh, put that in the, the description uh, for that group. That way people can check out the battle that's going down in grim dark <laughs> fantasy right now. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, I have to say, um, you know, wrath of a hungry God, um, you know, I know, you know, I, had, you know, we're friends on Facebook, obviously, um, you know, and I've checked out your stuff quite a bit. Uh, and I really like love seeing people that have been on the podcast that particularly get that next book. It just feels so darn good. Uh, and I have to say it abs- it sounds amazing and it looks incredible. I mean, you know, in terms of putting out a great product, I mean, I feel yeah. like you checked all the boxes there. The blurb I felt was very enticing um, from what, you know, you and I had talked about before, you know, the kind of things you're trying to do with Godless Lands and go back to it. It really yeah. seemed like you... Um, you know, from reviews and things I've seen, it seemed like you didn't just go back to the world. It seems like you went back in style and, you know, really did a, an empire strikes back, so to speak, you know, and oh yeah, two are hard. So good. yeah, it was a good um, one. I was like, I was impressed by that one. So, well, you know, it, it was fun. You know, is there's a 20 year gap, you know, from, from this book to the, to the last one. So 20 years have passed and you get to play with new characters. You get to see how mm-hmm. the world has changed. You know, because it was cool. it was pretty barren to begin with, right? And so now, you know, what's Riven been up to? Well, now that the like, well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but <laughs> how do I say who hasn't died? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, you get to see, you know, um, who survived and what came of them, and some of them had kids, and you see some of those characters playing a role now. You have the younger That's generation, cool. the older generations there, and yeah, it's it's been a kick for sure. Oh, that's just cool. I, I like that kind of thing, you know, where you, you get the future, you know, I feel like so like, not that I don't say it's overplayed, but like, I feel like every, a, most people, you know, with book twos in particular, you know, it's, you know, I've seen a lot recently of people do this where, you know, in the past, maybe some people, you know, in the mid, you know, early two thousands, uh, you know, to 2010 in particular would do like a two year gap that seemed to be like, you know, the standard, but I feel right. like recently people have been doing right after, you know, and yeah. I, I don't know, as a writer, I'm like, well, there's not a lot of, you know, I just feel like there's not a lot of wiggle room there, you know, and, yeah, you know, right, you know, you're picking up just... right as the scene left off. I mean, it's just not really what I would do as a writer, I guess. I'm yeah. used to that more contemporary, you know, where there's some time, but I think it's interesting that you put, you know, more time there. I feel like that really leaves you with, you know, a lot more to write personally. Yeah. Well, you know, and in that case, the world had to develop more, you know, and that just, all of that takes time. You know, you get to see Mm -hmm. what's become of, you know, the people that are, that are half withers, what becomes of, you know, Riven and Bright Ridge and all those havens that were holding out and where the aristocracies, did they crumble? Did something new take its place? So much can happen, which makes it like, okay, I'm stepping back in, but I'm stepping into almost a new world still because it's developing. But Every story is different, you know, Valhalla Steel to Quenched in Blood, I picked up right almost a few days after. I mean, then some time skips, but, yeah. you know, 
I think it just depends on what kind of story you're wanting to tell and the yeah. events that are happening. So I just find it interesting because I, for my fantasy series, I want to turn it into a sci-fi. So I have the fantasy, like Brandon Sanderson kind of, you know, he went and did like right. 2000 years later or whatever. So I want to do that gap. And I guess lately the writer part of me just finds that really interesting as a reader, because I think it just, it just sounds so cool to do. So right. I just been, you know, I've been drawing more to that. My friend just said in an interview the other day, he was like, yeah, because he did that. He's like, yeah, you just like it because you're, you know, that's what you want to write right now. And I was like, that's <laughs> probably true. But, you know, yeah, my writer it. brain's like, well, my writer brain's like, you know, there's just so many things I'm thinking for you, you know, for instance, where it's like, it would be cool if that happened. It'd be cool if that changed. Like, it just, to me, seems really fun from a writer's standpoint. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, like Gwen, he did it with his, uh, it was the Faithful and the Fallen series. Yep. That second yep. series takes place, what, like 150 years after? Yeah, yeah, something like the that. events of the yep. first four books and you're like oh yeah. that's really cool and it was kind of neat you're like okay i'm familiar here but so much is different you know yeah it, it's pretty pretty interesting how he did that i thought that was a a, a good move on his part yeah yeah it's <laughs> interesting well it's like uh you know star wars did that with the comics after the yuz and bong you know they were kind of like which i liked because they were kind of like oh you know we've done these characters and now you know I don't want to say what happens, but even though it's been like almost 20 years ago, but uh, you know, they're like, Oh, there's this ending. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, I could really use something new. And then they actually went into the future and went with his like great, great, great grandson, something like that. Cade Skywalker and the empire changed the whole premise changed. And it was just so cool. And you had um, like, you know, these dark Jedi, who now were actually just like gray Jedi that worked for the new Imperium. And it was right. like the new Republic had turned into a new Imperium. And it was just, there was just so many cool stories and, you know, and oh. things and characters that came out of it. It was an interesting, it was the first time I personally had experienced a major time jump, you know, in a familiar setting. And it was super, yeah. super cool. And actually Luke Skywalker ended up being a force ghost for uh, his, like, for his great, great, yeah. great, great, Grandson. something it was something like that yeah but it was really yeah. cool so it was very interesting huh. yeah yeah i didn't see i i never got you know i watched the movies like everybody else growing up but i never like dove into star wars so that's cool it's cool i didn't even know they had that kind of a history oh you know? yeah the 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 comics just use, the comics and books go so much further than uh than oh yeah the, the movies i mean it's just it, it's so like when when disney came out and they were like this is no longer canon. I mean, I, I have shelves and Ugh. shelves of the stuff, you know, <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, I was like, it's some of the best writing that I've ever seen, you know, from any genre. And I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy moly. <laughs> I know a lot. Yeah, of people, Just so. do away with yeah. all of that. You know, it would have been yeah. cool to jump into that and make movies about that, you know, instead of everybody was, the, that was established. Yeah, no. And the crazy thing is, is everybody was the perfect age for the Yuz and Bong series. And it's like, even if you didn't want to do the whole thing, like, you know, people were, people were all set there, you know, they would have had more characters that, you know, people like myself would have gravitated to, um, you know, there were a lot of, there was already a lot of, a um, lot more diversity of characters at that point with men and women yeah. being Jedi and all these things. And I just felt like they, I felt like they really shorted people, you know, in terms of the writing, but, you know, yeah. they're Disney, so it is what it is, right? <laughs> Disney's going to do what Disney does. <laughs> yeah. They make money either way. So, yeah. Uh, much. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, for me, I always like, especially when I can, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about your second book uh, last time in a different series, but it's always interesting anytime I can ask somebody about a second book period within one of their series. So I was curious Mm -hmm. with that third question, what was the most exciting thing to come back to with book two here in the godless lands? You know, um, I had some younger characters, I think that were fun to just, okay, here's who you were. Like, for example, this doesn't kill anything. So like, uh, uh, eggs and Zia, they have a child and, and it's Cadell and Cadell is fun to play with because I've, I've had that time to really dive into her history and who she was before, uh, the blight and her family and where they came from. And then eggs, everybody knows eggs. Cause he's one of the main characters in the last one. And to have that mix be like, okay, well, what would a, what would a young man come out like being raised by those two? And then you have, you know, the influence of some other characters in there and, I really like doing Katrina's in there. Um, albeit she plays a smaller role. Um, she'll shine a little bit more in book three. You know, it was just fun to like kind of play with my own uh, genealogy there. You know, like I get to see how they're going to develop and what they yeah, become, yeah. what traits they take on. And it was, it was neat. And it, I kind of like that aspect because, you know, father son relationships are something I like to write about and, you know, to, to have someone like Iggs who has Iggs' background and what challenges he kind of run into and, and things like that. So really it was the relationships and I dove a lot more into Riven because you get to see just how depraved they become, you know, you get to develop that culture more, you know, before they were kind of like these foreign strange cannibals that were like, okay, these guys are crazy, but now they have a whole, you know, I got to dive into their faith, how they worship the hungry God and how that works. And, what's required of those who serve and, oh, that's cool. and the named, you know, and of course I love named characters. So a lot of new names come in, you get the flame, <laughs> you get, you know, there's, there's a number of them that uh, the Raven, the Raven was fun. Uh, I don't know. I just love diving into those. And I'm a big character guy, you know that. So yeah, yeah. I, I just love developing that portion of it. The world is fun and I, I love to world build and I feel like I've grown a lot there, but characters are, my bread and butter, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. What would you say is maybe going off of that more? What was one thing that maybe you had some trepidations about? Maybe, you know, maybe, was there something that you were like, oh, is, is 20 years going to work? Or, you know, was it, you know, do I leave these characters in, take these characters out? You know, I just was curious at maybe what was something that you were not looking you know, forward to or was challenging? I think... And I wouldn't say I wasn't looking forward to it. It was just something I knew I needed to develop to develop more. Uh, and it was something Anthony Ryan told me. He goes, "Hey, you should probably look into world building. Go in a little deeper. We want some histories." And you know, and then my dad echoed the same thing pretty much. Mm. He goes, yeah, maybe maybe later on. And so, I mean, there is a considerable depth dif- difference from Godless Lands to Wrath of a Hungry God. I mean, it's night and day. And I just I kept on. I, I knew that because I'm so drawn to characters and their story it was something i had to go back through even when i sent it out uh to a chunk of my beta readers i ended up going okay here's where they'd like to see more and i ended up adding twenty thousand more words to the manuscript wow and so you know i i had all these people like oh i love this and a little bit more there and 
the more it was something I was hesitant to do. I was just like, man, am I going to be overdoing this? But then once I got into it, I was like, oh, I, I'm having a fun. I'm having a lot of fun. With this. <laughs> like, this is this is entertaining. And then I was talking about, you know, how they came over to this country, you know, with uh, Astok, the, the Darkling. You know, I even got to touch in a little bit on where he was from, because obviously, you know, you have a, a mainly European setting and then you have this uh, dark skinned swordsman pop out. And so how his family got trapped there, you know, they were traitors and they got trapped in these ports and they weren't able to get out when the blight hit mm. and how that developed and and how he grew into that life and became basically the Raven's apprentice. And, you know, yeah, it was, there was so much more depth I got to add in and I'm really happy I did it because originally I was like, I think it's good. But I thought about it, <laughs> thought I was like, no, I can do better. And so I, I added that in there. So that was... It was something I'm, I am still developing more and I'm liking it, but before I, yeah, I was, I was a little hesitant for sure. But, I feel like that's fair. That seems to yeah, be, yeah, uh, I'd say that was probably the biggest one. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I do feel like, you know, I've had quite a few people, quite a few people who have talked book two and if, you know, particularly with fantasy and, you know, have said, you know, this was my time to really, you know, get the world building down and, you know, improve upon it. So I, th I think that makes total sense, but yeah, yeah. super cool. I, I, you you kind of answered one of my personal questions there. Cause I was wondering, you know, where that character came from. So that's, that's super cool. Oh, as, yeah. Yeah. No, he was one. And, you know, it was just, I wrote, I wrote the intro a long time ago. Like I usually write intros and I visualize endings first and uh, it just clicked for, for him. I was like, man, that would be, That'd be cool. Someone that just had to rise up through a bunch of having to deal with a bunch of people that are completely foreign to him and, and yeah, how yeah. that would be and what he would become and what their beliefs were like and kind of tie in, you know, their faith and how they felt about things with this just brutal world he now lives in and how do you cope and how do you survive? And I think it won't surprise anybody, you know, I, I have like the Raven who takes him on as a boy and says, I'll, I'll show you how wolves are made. You know, mm. and then he takes him on and, and they, you know, you basically take this lamb and he's going to make it into a wolf. And so I, I, yeah, that was entertaining just to have the culture shock, to have all the changes and all that. It's been, it was, it required more of me than I anticipated and I enjoyed mm. it. Well, that's awesome. Let's say what you just said right there. I think we could just end there. If you guys don't buy Godless Lands <laughs> book two, like this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> like, holy moly. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, you got so many great, like great tropes, but I feel like you did them in a really unique way. And, you know, there's something to be said for tropes, you know, yeah, that that's how you got to do. It. I, I grew up loving, as we mentioned before, David Gamble, right? nothing he wrote was amazingly unique, but it was how he wrote it. I think I read yeah. something on him because he was a big Louis L'Amour fan. Yeah. Louis. I, he, right. And he's like, Louis L'Amour has the recipe, right? He has a great recipe for a great story. Good guy comes into town. There's a gunslinger, but people are, it's more than that. It's that's the basis. Yeah. But then you get to know the characters and what they went through and, and how they developed it. And everybody likes that trope where someone shows up, there's someone bigger and badder, you know, or, you know, me and my dad always rank the swordsman or you, Louis L'Amour mm -hmm. books, you'd rank who's faster as a gunslinger. Yeah. You know, you, 
that's what's interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you take that and try to develop the world and world building and bring that in and see if you can hit every one of them, but we all have strengths and weaknesses. And so play to your strengths and bring up your weaknesses. Yeah. All right. You just brought up a great point. I mean, Bruce Lee, that's essentially what he did, right? You wanted to see in those movies who, who the baddest person was. And he used a lot of those mm-hmm. Louis Lamore type, you know, Western vibes, you know, who, you know, the, you know, even though it was a different setting, you know, with different people, but it was still, you know, they were still basically Westerns, you know, and he got that yeah. idea, obviously from, you know, um, where he was supposed to, uh, or, you know, had, he applied, you know, for the position of, you know, David Carradine's spot on Kung Fu. Uh, but that's just, yeah, that's, I, th- I think that you're totally right. And for me, I, I always am like, okay, I'm like, well, what am I going to like, which is the trope. And, you know, sometimes it's a, a time period, a setting, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, like, uh, like I'm reading H.M. Long's Hall of Smoke, and I love that she uses a priestess, you know, like that's just really cool. And it's a, like a northern vibe. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the things that she does with it, I, it's, it has blown my mind. Um, and, and, you know, it's been very, very unique. And I'm glad that, you know, I had her on and we talked about it. And, you know, I'm really glad I bought book two right away. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, it's just it's cool to see, you know, you guys, you know, really take those things that people like, because I've been trying to tell people for a while, I'm like indie fantasy in particular, people are like, you hang out with indie people all the time. I'm like, well, that's what I like to read. That's what I like to write. Uh, It's not that I don't love sci-fi. I do. Sci-fi was my original love. It's just, you know, fantasy to me has just been really cool because, you know, I, I I do feel that you see more and more that people like yourself and um, like HM long are taking those things that people have loved for a long time, but then, you know, adding a very interesting aspect or, you know, great characterization to it where it feels like, a you know, like a refresh, you know, you're refreshing the genre, so to speak. And I feel like yeah. this, you know, time in particular with indie fantasy, it's like we've gotten a really good, you know, mixture of, you know, different writers, Grimdark in particular, you know, um, it's just been really cool to see. For me, it's been cool to see the transition over the last like 10 years since I first you know, was introduced to Michael J. Sullivan, you know, and, and, you know, Brian McCullen, you know, and some of these other people. Right. And it, it's just cool to see, you know, like there's just been a huge shift, um, you know, in really unique storytelling. So. Well, you know, and I think some of that probably has to do with, you know, you see more of that in indie because I feel like the gatekeepers at the, you know, the big publishers, they, I, I don't know the, however your views are on, whatever they are, there's definitely an agenda pushed. I oh, feel like it's sure. a higher tier. Yeah. And it's not those classic tales. It's not those tropes. It's we want something way over here. And I personally don't think that's working out for them too well, but you know, they still make more money than I do. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just, um, but it's I feel cute. like Indies, you know, I've dealt with gatekeepers. I'm sure you have, and you will. And I'm sure all of us in the indie field have, have sat there and gone, man, I, I know that's a good story. I know people like that. And I'm just going to push it on my own. And you can, we have some, I mean, we have the ease of access to, to do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. You know, we don't have to worry about somebody coming in and saying, no, don't do this. We have control of our product. And yeah. I think, I, I think that's a great thing. I, I think that's why India is really starting to take off more and more because yeah. you know, people are tired of the gatekeepers. They just want to read stories. They don't care about your agenda. They just want to hear yeah. a good story. Yeah. 
Well, it's just interesting, you know. (laughs) Well, I I agree. I mean, I, you know, my, my wife and my mom just asked me and my brother, they're like, you know, like my birthday's coming up on the 28th of this month. And they're like, what do you want? I'm like, honestly, I'm like, you guys can just pull together. I'm like, I don't want anything other than I was like max 50 buck Amazon card. And they're looking at me like, I'm like, well, I have a Kindle. And they're like, well, you don't really like that company. I'm like, no, I don't. But I'm like, I really like my friends. And I said, all my friends, you know, are either on there or on Nook, you know. So I said, if you want to do half and half with that and Barnes and Noble, I said, I don't really care. Um, you know, but I'm like, that's that's a lot of books, you know. And, yeah. um, you know, but I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's, it's interesting because, you know, in the past, I've been like, oh, just get me, you know, this card or whatever. Um, but it is, you know, it is interesting to. Um, so headphones might have died. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> I got it back. Uh, it's just interesting, right. you know, to um, to to see the differences in stories. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they were like, oh, we used to just get you Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, oh, it just doesn't cut anymore because I'll go there and I'll, it'll literally sit in my, you know, I, that stuff usually where it's a hole in my pocket. And now it just, oh, yeah. you know, just kind of sits there, you know, and I'm yeah, I would just much rather, you know, get a, a Kindle or, you know, a Nook. But somebody, you know, that I know, you know, is going to give me the type of story that I want. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and I say this and there are still some amazing traditional Oh, for sure. People out there. But like, I don't know if I, I know you probably have a list of books, but I would even bump this ahead of my own. Anthony Ryan's uh, Anthony Ryan's The Pariah and oh. uh, and uh, his newest one, The Martyr. The Martyr. Yeah. Those are some of the best books I've read in the last decade. I am. Oh, wow. I am so hooked into that. Like I it has been a long time since I finished a book. And then I was like hungry immediately for the next mm. one. I was like, oh no, I, oh, okay. I need the next one. And I read yeah. that and he's just, he's hit his, his stride there. I feel like, I think he's really just, he knows he's got his formula down on how to get these characters to pop off the page and the depth and complexity of it. I, I, I loved every second of reading his last two books and it's, mm. you know, I've always liked his work. You know, mm-hmm. even, you know, the, his first books, you know, you, the first ones I like more than the later ones, but you know, you learn, you know, you and I both know that you learn the yeah. more you write yeah. and anymore. I'm just going, man, he's, he's got it. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's cool. my big, uh, aside from Indy, I'll, I'll make an exception for him and Evan Winters and then everybody else can oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go their yeah. own way. I really want to have him. I want to have them both on the podcast at some point. Those, those are going to like, those are on my That'd season three. Yeah. I was like, Oh, cause I mean, I just love listening to Anthony talk in particular. I mean, um, you know, with wizards, words and words, um, Brian McCullen talked to him. Any Ben Galley did like anytime he's on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just love the way he talks about writing. Like he just, he just listening to him talk about writing makes me want to write. And yeah. sometimes when I'm just down in the dumps, you know, and I just don't want to write anymore, I'll just go back and listen to one of those podcasts and just listen to him talk about it. I'm like, okay, I just like, you know, kind of bring myself back up. Spirits are back. Again. You know what we got to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. He's another big, uh, you know, David Yamel fan. So that's really Oh, cool. yeah. 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 He, he's top notch guy. I mean, I see the guy as a mentor. I'm sure he just sees me as another guy he just gave advice to that day, you know, but you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say that, but then, you know, with how he talks about people, I feel like that's not the case. And, 
it's so cool to see somebody who, you know, has done what he has done. And, you know, like Adrian, like Tchaikovsky is another one, um, you know, like Andy Ware is another one, you know, it's just cool to see when people do really well, but still retain those indie roots and yeah. help people as much. Cause you're one of like, Oh my God, I think I lost count, Sean. You're one of like 10 or 12 authors that, you know, I've had on the podcast who you might not have said it in the podcast, but before, you know, they've mentioned him and were like, yeah, I have just crazily approached him, you know, at a con or, you know, message him on, you know, whatever app or whatever. And he was yeah. just so nice and responsive and, you know, just super cool. And I, I do think that, you know, I just think there's something to be said for that. You know, when you've been in the oh, game yeah. that long and, you know, you're still willing to help anybody. I mean, that's like, he sounds like my kind of guy, you know? Like, yeah. Honestly, like that set the bar of like, like if you want to be a classy professional yep. in this world, yep. look at Anthony Ryan, that guy is a class act. So, yeah. you know, if I ever get big like him and, you know, fingers crossed, but you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I hope I got, that I, I still, right. <laughs> I hope that I'm still able to help people like he helped me. And, you know, that's something that really stuck with me. So yeah. pass that along, you know, and yeah. keep that going because well, we need more people like that. Yeah, I agree. And that's where like, you know, I just, it's kind of one of the reasons why I started this podcast last year is I, I want to talk to different authors, but it kind of drove me nuts with how many new people I saw, like Sarah Torn had some just crazy stories of people, you know, just mistreating her that she never even met, you know, and I'm like, you just should not be treating people that way at yeah. all, let alone trying to enter an industry, you know, and, and I was like, I don't want to ask for a lot of things. So I'm like, well, maybe if I provide, you know, like a free service, you know, I'll get to learn and, you know, get to talk to people. And at some point, my friend, he was like, my best friend, he's like, I thought you were supposed to ask these people for something. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I'm just addicted to being like, you know, one of these days, I just want someone to go viral. You know, I want one of my TikToks, because now I put everybody on TikTok. Uh, right. So, you know, like when this episode comes up, you know, like anything you've written, I take the book covers and I, you know, I'll put it on TikTok. And I'm like, I just want oh, one I'm gonna time. Add yeah, I'm like, I just want one time where like Sean or, you know, Mark or somebody gets to like, 1.5 million views and right. I would feel, I would you know what I mean I would feel like I made it you know yeah. and I know at some point that that would help impact sales and that just to me is just so much cooler than you know whatever else I thought might happen or whatever and it just is really really neat to think about so that's one reason why I just keep interviewing people I'm like one yeah, of these man, days we're gonna make goal. it big you know yeah <laughs> it'll be really cool it's yeah, just like anything keep awesome. plugging away at it yeah yeah, yeah. amen to that Amen to that. Well, so you talked a little bit about Godless Lands 3, which is really exciting for me. Um, <laughs> I just love seeing people go from, you know, who I found them book one and then, you know, they just keep going. It's just, it's awesome. Um, mm -hmm. It feels really good. It also makes me feel, you know, very motivated, um, you know, to do myself, you know, because, you know, obviously when you see someone else do it that, you know, you know, it just helps make that, you know, a more reality for yourself. Uh, which is another yep. reason why I do this podcast. Cause I want people, you know, to be able to see, like, you can do this too. Um, but I'm just curious, like, you know, do you, like you talked about endings, you know, and things like that. Do you already know, like, are you going to end Godless lands with a trilogy or you um, know, are you going to, well, or so, this particular story will be done with three? I, I've, I've mentioned this to a couple of my readers and they weren't happy. I said, after book three, I, I'm, I'm going to step away from the Godless lands and, 
I, I've got so I, that doesn't mean I'll never return, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have so many ideas that I I have a hard time staying in a world mm. like Valhalla Steel. That one I could that one Godless Lands will probably stop at three, and I probably won't revisit it for a long time. Um, Valhalla Steel, it has probably four or five books in it. And not necessarily all in one story, like just that world. I am completely enamored by it, but that'll be something like, yeah, I'll write in that world every once in a while. But I've got some big ticket stories that I really want to get into. And uh, so before I published uh, Godless Lands, and I think I might have mentioned this last time, I had written like a 192,000 word manuscript. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Called Gods Reborn. And I tried to go traditional with it. And I got to the point where I realized that where I thought my skill level was, it just wasn't there yet. Right. I, I, I need to know develop that feeling. It. Yeah. And so I go, okay, I need a Louis L'Amour story, a good mm. formula. You've got the formula, put my twist on it, create my own world. I said, and that'd be a, just a solid book. And even then, like there are, there are flaws with that book. There are things that I, contemplate going back and fixing but i'm not a person that looks back you know i gotta keep going forward so yeah, yeah, yeah. godless lands is there and it's like I, I was selling books this weekend uh and i told this one guy i said you are gonna see where i began and how far i've come in the second book because book one yeah lots of people liked it um i'm gonna be the first person to say all those five-star reviews i don't agree with them I think it was probably a four-star book, you know, 3.5. Uh, the pieces are there, but, you know, it's a skeleton. It's a skeleton of what I could, and Wrath of a Hungry God, I feel like I've really started to put some meat on those bones. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's really cool to see where I've been and where I'm at. And I can't wait for the time where I look back at Wrath of a Hungry God and go, man, look where I'm at now. You know, and I hope to do that with yeah. my God's Reborn series when I go back to it because, like me and my dad were talking about it, he he sells Damascus knives and swords, so we we shared a booth, <laughs> and so I'm selling books, he's selling blades. Oh, and that's so cool. We did what we've always done since I can remember. We talked stories. You know, oh, this would be cool if this happened. That would be cool. And we got on God's Reborn, and so yeah, I'll probably be revisiting that. It's probably going to be in another year or two, but it's coming. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll stay there in the godless lands. Um, it's not necessarily dead after book three, but it'll be put aside for a while and I'll be moving on to different worlds, different stories, different people. Oh, that's cool. Be fun though. Sounds like you got that fourth book syndrome that everybody talks about. You're like the fifth <laughs> person that's like, Yeah, I've hit my stride at book four. And that seems to just be the book. You know, like it just seems seems to be the level up, you know, the natural yeah. progression uh, for whatever reason, you know, and like, um, you know, I just had a couple of people on five people on this weekend, uh, but they were saying, you know, like, you know, all, all of them, actually. So I guess you're the sixth author to say that this week. Um, but they, you know, had said, you know, like I felt like, you know, I did progress from books one, two and three. But really that between that third and fourth book, like something just happens. And to yeah. me, that's just like really exciting. So. That's super cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, man. And you, you're getting, I mean, 
you're just telling me you're gonna do five look blitz it sounds like when you do that's, yeah that's i'm i'm cheating anderson though. level blitzing man <laughs> i'm cheating i'm so cheating though because i'm doing so instead of so instead of doing like the so we did this for we're doing this for advertising purposes um mm-hmm. but i think it'll be interesting to see because i had some people that said you know like to in order to do a prequel novel they said split it up into three novellas and I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do either a prequel novel or a novella. Well, then I had such a great idea on how to split up a three act prequel novel into the three novellas. And then my one of my friends was like, he said that he did that. And then he sent me a couple other authors that did the same thing mm-hmm. uh, before book one. And, you know, it was just interesting that then one book, when book one came out, then they put those together all in one set and then that became like a full you know full prequel novel and oh i see yeah they're like sales skyrocketed and i i don't know i think it's because some people bought one two three some people bought all and then but they said right from the start that you know we're gonna eventually put them into this box set um and it was just interesting because then you have four products to pedal right um, you know, in terms of whatever, right. and like some people that maybe want one or two or three, and I'm writing them as like, you can literally come in at any point. Um, but it is a lot better if you come in, you know, one, two, and three, but you could come in at any point. Um, yeah. but yeah, I just, we just were, we're discuss we're discussing it. So we're discussing it. Um, but I'm kind of cheating because with the fourth novel thing, uh, cause I had already written my fantasy book. Um, so I've been working on that. Um, so I was trying to, make this urban fantasy book one uh for nathaniel wither series um he's gonna be a monster hunter he's an ex-recon marine um has crazy things happen to him and he wants to figure out why as he's thrown into this crazy world that has been you know the you know the hood's been pulled up and now he's actually seeing it uh for the first time and uh he realizes that like he thought he was a pretty you know macho warrior guy and then he finds out that he's kind of an infant and now he has to find people to help him um really make sense of this craziness that has happened to him um right. he has these encounters with these monsters and i have such a great origin story for him that i'll finish writing now but i'm really hoping we're hoping that i can do the three prequel uh novellas and then we're going to put them together uh as like a sale before the uh actual the book, book comes one. out yeah, so I'm hoping, and I've already written, you know, the other fantasy book. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of jump to that fourth book, kind of like you have. I won't quite be there, obviously, because it's not really four full books. But you know, we're we're hoping I can get pretty close to that with that first book, uh, and yeah. then we'll already have the you know everything set up ahead of time. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if it works, you know. But I'm just kind of excited because when you first popped on here. I saw your four books behind you and I was just like, I don't even care what happens. I'm like, I just want to be able to have my four books behind me. Right. <laughs> they just look so good. I'm like, oh, I'm like peeking over your shoulder trying to pay attention. Uh, but yeah, they look really good. So that's like one of my Thanks, new man. mini goals for, for next year. So when we get our third one in, um, I'm hoping to have my four, you know, there. sitting behind. That'd be so. awesome. We could be <laughs> yeah. matching. I'm up yeah, it'd be cool. I'm hoping you have like eight by then, but yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what's gracious. funny though we'll <laughs> i just have to share this with you it is funny because one of my friends talked about like his got this lance three uh his version and he said the same thing he's like yeah i'm just gonna 
you know, go this way. And then all of a sudden he sold like a ridiculous amount of copies. And then he goes, it's, it's I saw the sales report um, pop up on a group that we're in. And yeah. he goes, he sends me a private message. He goes, I see you saw the news. I said, yes. I was like, how are you going to do this now? He goes, I guess I'm writing a book for <laughs> <laughs> But it totally blew up. So I, I, I yeah. you, when you were saying that I, in my head, I'm thinking like, God, I hope, you, you know, book three blows up for you. Right. <laughs> like, well, you know, really funny. What, what I'm, what I hear, you know, and, and it's nice to see because I can, I can look at my sales now and they're just steady. You know, like I, before it was like, I, I started to question myself with quenched in blood. I was like, man, I shouldn't have switched series. I should have just finished one, which Anthony Ryan told me, finish the series. Don't be branching out like that until you get a series done. But, I don't listen very well. So, uh, <laughs> but then, <laughs> you know, I put the second one out and now it's like, but now those books are starting to get picked up because people like Godless Lands and Wrath of the Hungry Gods. So they're like, okay, what else has this guy got? And so it's really great just on that aspect, just seeing that, oh yeah, I can, I can do this. Like this is starting to pan out, you know, yeah. it's just solid, steady. And, you know, you see ups and downs depending on posts and whatnot, but yeah, man, it's, it's nice. And I'm, I'm looking forward to keep pumping them out. You know, it's like, I told my wife, I said, my goal was to get five books in 2023 and have five books out. So we're looking like we're going to hit that goal. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, super cool. What is one writing tool or strategy you would like to try in the near future? Could be anything. Hmm. I've been told by you, by Frank, by a couple other authors, those writing sprints. I, it's, you have to find a good partner though. You have to find a good partner. Like if you ever want to do do it with a partner though, I I have, I'm, it's like working out. Like if, if I'm like, there are certain times where it's like, like right now, for instance, I'm just getting back into, cause I hurt my back really bad the last couple of years. So I'm just Hmm. getting to the point now where I can you know, work out by myself and I'm feeling confident, but I know within the next couple of months, I just know myself, uh, I know I'll be back to my old shape again, if not a little bit yeah. better, uh, you know, cause you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I've rebuilt myself in a particular way. And I feel like that with writing too has start to come where now I'm, I'm starting to struggle by myself again. Like, and I, yeah. I that's how I am when I get to workouts like this, it's like, I, I I'm going to start to need a partner again. And I wanted one this summer, but because of my schedule change, it didn't work. And it's been the same thing with writing. So, you know, like, let me know, you know, in the future, if you want to, you know, get some sort of schedule yeah. going, even for 15 minutes, you know, like I usually try to do two, you know, like back to back for like 30 minutes. Uh, I'm really big into the 30 minutes a day. I, I, I know I've talked about this um, in the last year on the podcast. People are probably tired of me saying it, but, you know, 30 yeah. minutes a day of writing, 30 minutes a day of exercise, um, you know, 30 minutes of anything at this point. I mean, that's what I've done recently. And it has just been, you know, very beneficial. So I want to keep reiterating that with our audience, like, especially with writing, you know, and exercise just 30 minutes a day, like that's all you need, you know, but even 15 minutes, right. You know, that adds up a lot, but it's better to get something than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just find it so helpful. I've been a word count guy for so long. And that Mm -hmm. was advice Quinn gave me. He goes, yeah, he goes, I do a word count. He goes, I do. I think he told me he did. I can't remember if he did a daily or a weekly, but Mm -hmm. I love a weekly word count because I can hammer out that word count and then there's no pressure early or it's like, okay, I got to be steady. And, you know, with my last release, I've 
kind of taken a break from writing. Like I've written those little short stories, but then mm. I haven't been working on much else. Yeah. And so yeah. this last week I was like, okay, we're going back to the word count and it feels nice. It's my comfort zone. I can always, you know, my, me, I'm a 5,000 words a week. Like if I can bare minimum 5,000 words a week. I'll get my books out when I want them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you get 10. Sometimes you struggle to get 4,822. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 23. Nope. Not half of those a fit, but yeah, yeah I've been a big, but I know I need to switch things up. Um, I don't know that I'll ever get in notebooks. Like I always have notebooks. I love to have notebooks and I'll jot things in, but I'll jot them in and I'll never touch them. Like, I'll <laughs> never even look at them. I'll be like, Oh, it's in here now. Cause I wrote it down, but yeah, no, I yeah. don't need you. So <laughs> it's, it's funny that you said that. Let me just grab my stuff here real quick. So. It's just funny that you said that because I just put all my stuff away. Uh, all your notebooks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's another one here too. I, this is So I got this one, which is a Ooh, paladin okay. story. And it's like, yeah, like a cross and everything. So yeah. it was a gift. So I, I have like probably 20,000, 25,000 words of a story in there. This one's like a Viking-like thing. I think most of this notebook is full. <laughs> I got this one's like a my own fantasy world sort of thing. I think I got like 15,000 in this, uh, this one I had written. I think you can actually, yeah, I can actually, you can just see all the words. I mean, this oh, is like cheese story. Man. Yeah. I think I got like 30,000 in that story. Uh, yeah. The list just goes on and on and on. Uh, I got like man. four other ones here too. So I, I used to write a lot in the notebooks. I have um, three or four idea notebooks. Um, that I don't know there's something something that I just got used to after a while um I hurt my hand I had surgery a couple years ago pretty bad um so like I can't write that much anymore um so I type a lot more but I don't know there's just something old school about the notebooks particularly the idea one I have a little red one here just full of writing ideas and I don't care what anybody says some people some older like veteran authors have been like oh if you you can't remember the idea. It's not a good one. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Cause the way my brain works is, you know, out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. Um, right. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. My, my brother just bought me one actually um, a while back and it's, it's so nice though, that I like, don't want to write in it. <laughs> but, but I told him, I was like, he goes, I really want you to do your next book in that. So um, once I'm done with like my current five, I'm going to go back and rewrite one of these um, in that one and then retype. Uh, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I have so many, <laughs> like I've used See, them for I, years. But... When I was younger, I did. And like when I actually, the time I actually did use notebooks and it, it was when I taught public school because mm. like between periods and like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, this is my freedom between, <laughs> between the cracks. I'd be like, okay, get this idea done really quick. Like, okay, yep. I got to go to a meeting. Is it a meeting I need to know? Nope. <laughs> You know, but you still got to be there. Yeah. Remember, yeah. there are a lot of meetings that you're like, I don't need to know any of this information. Oh, yeah. But I'm here. I mean, so I'm going to spend this time writing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's how I got like most. This is my first uh, fantasy novel done. Um, you know, so I had the Chromebook with me and I, I don't know. I was able to pay attention and get, you know, draft one done you know, done. last yeah. school year. So nice. you know how it is with those meetings. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I know. Like, exactly. I probably those don't have my... to go. Yeah, I 
I, they are not going to talk about anything that relates to me, but they yep. require me to be there. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess I'll be writing in my notebook here. <laughs> yep. My buddy asks me all the time, my co-teacher, cause he knows. Cause I'm like, if it's important, I'll pay attention. But like, if yeah. not, I'm like, I'll just say a couple of things and then I'll just start typing. I'll be like, Oh, okay. Really? I'm just like trying to figure out how they get from point A to point B or which magical item to put in or who to change this guy's name to. And he, he's always teasing right. me. He's like, He's like, how many more words you got left? Like, what chapter are you on <laughs> during the middle of the meeting? But yeah, I, I don't know. I just sometimes I, you know, I get really into the the notebooks again. I don't know. I'm starting to think that maybe that's my problem recently. And like, you know, I'll go through it's the same thing with working out. You know, sometimes I'll try really new stuff, you know, and then for a while, I think I just get bored. Um, yeah. I think I need to start thinking back to things that made me productive because I went back recently this summer to things that I really liked with working out. Well, I like in working out and writing very similar, you know, cause I have a lot of the same tendencies. Oh, so yeah. I think that I've just been getting bored with my routine. So I think I, I think like you just said, I think I need to bring back writing sprints, honestly, because that yeah. really helped me last year. I mean, it helped me finish, you know, my first book after like 14 years. So, um, or I guess draft one, but yeah, I think, yeah. Notebooks is probably another one that you mentioned that I think I'm going to, I was just thinking, it's funny that you said that because I was just thinking about that earlier today. I was like, I need to pull out that notebook that, you know, my brother gave me, but yeah, I highly recommend that and writing sprints. I think that those, those have helped me so much over the years. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems yeah, weird, right? Because they're really low tech, but. I, I try, I, I did try writing sprints a couple of times, but maybe it's a partner thing I need to do because I sat there and I was like, I feel the exact, even though I gave myself a time period, yep. I was like, go. And I was like, my brain doesn't like this. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I want to start out at a slow jog. I don't want yeah. to be sprinting right now. Like, okay, well, these, but no, maybe it is something I need to change out. Might, might switch some things around. I just think my, my yeah. friend, when I, cause I tried it by myself and it did not, it, it did not work. That's why I would, yeah. I would literally, I would do a couple of words. Um, you know, I would do whatever I could. And then I would wait. Cause this guy and I, uh, Josh were on a different time zone. So I would literally wait till 9 p.m. during the pandemic to when he would get on, uh, which I think was he must have been somewhere near you because it was like a three hour difference. Um, yeah. And he would be like, hey, Dan, I'm ready. So I'm like, OK, here we go. And, you know, I'd go one. I'd be like, I'm only I only got time for two tonight. And then, you know, before I know it, we were doing like six. And then before yeah. you know it, I had just in an hour written like 2000 words. And That's I think it awesome. really just has to do with that, just that basic instinct that if you see somebody, if, if I run up to you and we're, you know, on the sidewalk and you're talking to somebody and I run up, I'm like, Hey, race you. And you're going to be like, yeah, no. But once I start running, even if you don't chase me, there's going to be something in you, you know, that you're like, Oh, I, I should have done that. Or you go. And I, yeah. I really think that's just like a basic, you know, instinct. And I think that the writing sprint, you know, with just a little bit of competition, you know, is, is one of those things because him and I would be like, and it was cool. Cause the one we were in, they gave us little trophies. <laughs> so like we'd have a trophy and then it kept track. Like it was, it was like, it was, co- right. it was like, how many trophies you got? Yeah. 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 And like, you <laughs> know, and then that. he beat me. And then the next day I'd be like, today is the day. So then all day, you know, till nine o'clock, I'd be speaking of notebooks. I'd be writing stuff down in the notebook or I'd outline or whatever. And then by the time I would get to that sprint, I was just so much more organized and right. You, you know, were prepped, I, I just ready. went, yeah, I was prepped. So, and it's like, that. it was like a mental game, but I, I, you know, like I'm reading a male's and book of the phone with my, my best friend and we have been for two years and we're almost done. 
And I got to say, if I didn't have him in the book club with me, I would never have gotten through even Gardens of the Moon by myself. And now I've thought of reading differently too, you know, like, I'm like, oh, maybe there are some books I've tried in the past that, you know, I actually would enjoy, but I would enjoy them more with a partner. So yeah, that's what my recommendation would be. It was very helpful Hmm. for me. Very beneficial. Give that a shot. Force me to socialize more. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. A couple of my friends, they just get on Zoom and then just do it that way. I never considered that. Like they'll get on Zoom and then um, I usually do like meditative music, just like really low, just like I can't do silence, but I also can't do words anymore. I used to do like those 90 songs, you know, where you didn't realize the words, but eventually right. it like creeped in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's what they do. And like, or they huh. do like the, some sort of instrumentals and one of them will play it and then they'll just write and they won't talk for 15 minutes and then they'll set a timer uh, and then it'll go off. So yeah, there's all different ways you can do it. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. I know some of my friends meet up in person and stuff with a, whoever, I have nobody here that I can do that with in my time. Is, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so jealous. I was like, Oh man, everybody went to Gen Con today and this week. And <laughs> I'm like, you're like, you know, just hanging out. That's why my wife, like, you did it. But she goes, she goes, she goes on the way back to the mall. She goes, you really wanted to go to that that thing, right? The general thing. I'm like Gen Con, yeah. <laughs> she was like, she's like, she was like, is that why you did like six interviews this weekend? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had FOMO bad. I just saw everybody's photos. That's why I wasn't on Facebook, which is probably why I missed you know some of the grim dark stuff this week. But oh, that's awesome. Um, what is one thing? Oh, I'm really interested in your answer for this one. What is one thing you want to look back on in your career and see that you accomplished other than beating Frank in this current competition? Right. <laughs> other than beating <laughs> my answer. No, um, something I want to look back on. Happy that I accomplished. Oh, I don't know. I, I can't say I, I don't know. I might disappoint you with this one. I don't know that I have that kind of thought process i i just love telling stories so i guess for me that it it wouldn't it's not necessarily the sales i mean sales are great and you know you want to see people buying your book but I, i think one of the biggest accomplishments is just seeing seeing it on my shelf and i would love to I think to to really feel like I've accomplished what I set out to do is to walk into bookstores and see my books and I didn't have to hustle to put it on there. You know, like I didn't have to go visit this bookstore and talk to you people for you to carry my book. You knew my books were good and you carry them. That would be, that would make me feel accomplished. I think, you know, I think, yeah, I don't think I anything else could really take that place. That would be big. And then after that, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll have some bigger goals after that. But for right now, that would be it. That's a good one. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to Anthony Ryan again. I mean, you know, I did listen to an interview where, you know, they they talked about the pariah, you know, and a couple of things. And I don't know. He seemed to just be like, I'm just happy that, you know, that that happened to him. He's like, yeah, I'm just happy to see them on the shelf and that people are enjoying them, you know? And, you know, I just, I think I I agree with you. I think that that 
to walk in, you know, like my independent bookstore here, she's known from day one that I, since she opened two years ago, that I was going to be, you know, writing and, you know, I'm publishing and I keep teasing her. I go in the other day and I'm like, Laura, they have a <laughs> shelf of, you know, local authors. And I said, by next yeah. year, I said, I'm going to need my own shelf. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm rapid releasing. Um, I was like, you know, in a year and a half from now, I was like, I'll have eight books out. So I was like, I'm going to need like half that shelf right there. So I was teasing her because I told her, I said, in three years time, I said, I guarantee you, I'll fill up one whole shelf on there by myself. And she's like, okay. She's like, let me know. Yeah. She's like, we'll cover it. And you know, but I, I do think it'd be really cool to, you know, just to go to Waterstones or something like that in particular, and just like see your book there. That would just be yeah. really, I think like, it'd be cool to go into three different stores you know, right. three different, you know, and see it. So yeah, that'd be really yeah. cool. That's a great that's answer. You see, you didn't let me down, Sean. I knew you'd get a really good answer. That's also the third answer in a row that people have said um, in terms of just that, like, you know, I had um, five indie authors uh, this week's so here, my sixth one. Um, yeah. So you're, yeah, you're the fourth person in a row to say that. So, I mean, I think that's just a, that's the goal, man. For that's where we're at right now, I think. That's, yeah. Isn't it interesting that's though to but I mean, I do find it interesting that indie authors, and I do I do think people mistake indie for you know for being something different because every indie author that I've talked to on this question in particular, the goal has been to have more access, not sales, not sales, but to have more access for their book to get to more people. Because that's essentially what yeah. you're talking about, right? Yeah. And well, I mean, and you know what I mean? I mean the sales cool, will come you know? along the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 if yeah. you're on a shelf, you've, you've got good sales, yeah. you know, so your sales are good if, if bookstores are wanting to carry it. Yeah. But, you know, I think that is just, that is right there shows, Hey, you're not wrong. You are a good author. You've got the, what it takes. That's true. Yeah. And here's a testament to it. Right. Oh, that is well, true. Because, yeah. because it's true. I mean, the stigma of indie is still there because there are a ton of people that put out crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there is, I mean, and I, I think it's refined now. I think you can go into certain groups and you know, Dirk Ashton, Fletcher, you know, you know, these guys are going to have solid yeah. material, but there's still a whole field out there of people that don't commit themselves to doing it. That think, you know, Hey, I'm going to put this, I've spent 10 bucks to get this cover done. And, you know, like, again, I'll go back to Anthony because he's given me some of the best advice. You got to invest. You got to invest yep. yourself. You got to invest your money. You got to be willing to do that, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think there are enough of us out there that are taking it serious and are really looking and gunning for that goal. But then again, you still have those people out there that, hey, I wrote this and, I see posts. I wrote this hundred thousand word book in a month, and I'm publishing it in a week. And you're going, "Ooh, I don't want to read that." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And you're going to put something out there, and probably needs to be drafted a few times, edited several yeah. times, but you're just going to put it out there. So, and I get it. I mean, people are excited, and that's the downside to having that ease of access. Is you yeah. do get people that are just out there to throw them out there you know? no yeah well it's like i've had probably i don't even know i lost count of how many people they're like hey where can i find your books i'm like nowhere yet i'm like i'm not ready i'm like they're not ready i'm like i'm not about to put i'm i'm a patient guy i've been 
doing this for 15 years now. And, you know, now I got this one here. I got, you know, a bunch of that I can finish up, you know, relatively quickly now, you know, based off of, you know, just better habits and things. But Mm -hmm. I just personally know that, you know, it's like Brandon Sanderson, right? He wrote 13 books before he actually like really finished one, you know? I know, yeah. right? And, then, and I'm just then like, he surprised everybody with five hidden books. Yeah, I know, right? Secret. You're like, yeah. damn you, Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just always laugh because you know I'm like I get that that you know it's like he's like oh I didn't want to fix things so I just wrote another book and I'm like I think that is how most people are but I do feel that you never really truly learn then um, you know like this draft too has taught me so much about like it's really like I tried going four or five times you know, and restarting different ways. And I was like, it's just, I was like, it's just not ready. I'm not ready. Um, which mm-hmm. is why I'm looking to something else. I don't want to waste time and not write. And I got this other idea ready to go and I actually switch point of views. I'm doing first person, um, which I actually really like, um, probably because of the Dresden files, uh, and oh, yeah. Andrew Chronicles, you know, Patricia Briggs, Mercy Thompson and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it fits the genre more, you know, during first person POV, um, you know, but, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, you know, cause now I got, you know, a third person, I got a first person, you know, a couple of different genres going. Um, but yeah, it's just, it is interesting. Like you just want to go back to, you said earlier, it's interesting what you learn along the way. So yeah. I think that I just, I don't know. It's always cool to hear people just answer those last two questions. Cause everybody's given a different answer. All of them been very unique, but at the end of the day, they all just came from a writing standpoint and not a sales standpoint. So to yeah. me, it's just, it's interesting. And I think that's why indie just personally get on my soapbox. I think it's why indie just in general has been doing much better lately. Cause I do feel that, you know, like, yeah, you're trying to sell a product, but really just, it just seems like a lot of indie people I talk to really just want to tell the stories, uh, you yeah. know, in particular, I don't think anybody doesn't want to tell their stories because even traditional oh. authors, right. Don't get those huge Stephen King paychecks or anything. So I'm not saying that, oh, no. but yeah. It's just cool to see. It's cool for me to see everything evolve in the last 10 years because my first brush with indie was just really cool when I met so many authors at the same, um, you know, like signing and everything down at the very legendary Poison Pen in Scottsdale. But to see, you know, to get into it around that time and to see everything evolve has just been super, super cool. You know, and like you said, you know, like with, you know, Mike, Dirk and, you know, these other people, um, you know, Crystal Matar, it's just cool to see these amazing books come out and, you know, to be, you know, considered in the same, you know, genre league with certain people, you know, like, oh, indie fantasy, like, you know, people used to say that as like a, like a slur almost, but now it's like yeah. a point of pride, you know, and I'm like, yeah, indie fantasy. What? Like, what are you trying to say? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's been super cool to to see the progression for sure. It's been awesome. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, we'll get to that last one there. Do you have any news, updates, promos, or current projects that you'd like to share with us? Well, I did a little bit of that, I think, when I said I was going to eventually end the Godless Lands, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, that is in the product uh, projects. Uh, I've got a couple irons in the fire. So um, one thing I'm in that grim dark competition. So it's me. I and can't wait other to see authors. that. Yeah. It's, it's been going on since January. Every month is a new prompt and we've God, been where am I then? And, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell I've been well, busy shot or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes, man. Jeez. Um, so I have that. Um, I'm in a horror anthology. Oh, that's um, cool. 
with some of the uh, SPFBO seven finalists. Um, I'm actually part of my little group, the Marmite Gang. We uh, oh, that's cool. it's me, HL Tinsley, Tim Hardy, uh, Jacob Sanix, Bjorn, PL, uh, PL, what's PL's last name? I'm drawing a blank on it. Oh, that. Stuart. Stuart, yes, thank you. You know, so the we chat just about every day and and oh, uh, a bunch people. of them are in it. Oh, they're awesome. I love those guys. I talk to those authors more than I talk to most people in general. So yeah, you know, yeah. like they're 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 my they're the the crew I like to run with and and uh so uh Holly asked if I wanted to be a part of that and I was like, yeah. And so I have this kind of there's a couple short stories I wrote several years back. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, no, we're, we're good. Black for a second. Yep. Uh, I wrote the, when I was writing a ton of short stories, like two, three years ago, I had these hunters popping up with Volskin. It was kind of like a 17th, 18th century supernatural flintlock fantasy, right? Oh, that's awesome. And, and so I go, oh, this would be perfect. Cause we all have to pick like a body part that has to be relevant within the story. Oh, and that's cool. so I was going, okay, I'm going to run with my Volskin, the black wolves, a hunter, and he's tracking i don't want to give anything away but yeah i'm I'm cultivating the story i got to get my first draft done it's like ten thousand word maximum so i'm gonna get that out that anthology i don't know what it's gonna come out for sure i know we're still looking for cover artists stuff like that Mm. so i have that um then uh another project i might be put together is uh once this competition's over the grimdark one i might be taking all those uh Valhalla Steel short stories expanding oh, on them cool. and then doing another deal like I did with uh, Valhalla Steel and uh because oh, you know I get to cool. play with the Fae and all that and then yeah. the third Godless Lands book will be out next year. So oh, a lot cool. of irons in the fire, a lot of stuff yeah, going yeah. on. But uh that's the big ones. Oh that's super cool. Oh, I just want to remind our audience that you know you can find all of Sean's well first of all you can find our first podcast anywhere we're you're watching this one. Um, so you can go to the Spotify, rss.com, the other 40 places that we are right now. Uh, you can go to my website as well. That's in the description notes for this one. Um, Sean is actually still our first episode, which Sean is actually still our trailer episode um, on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, you could actually just go right to the trailer right at the top and find that episode. Um, season one, episode eight, actually. I know that for a fact. Um, but don't forget to go to the description and you can find his books right there. Um, that way you can go there. Just don't forget, like we've been talking, um, particularly the last, um, really all of season two, just don't forget particularly any author, but indie author, please make sure you are reviewing those books. Cause if you like books like Sean, you know, getting those reviewed are going to keep them in business. So you get more books. So <laughs> just want to remind you guys there. I always tease Christopher G. Brenning because he's like, Oh, you're always helping me. I'm like, Christopher, I'm like, you know, I'm selfish, man. I'm like, that book was brilliant. I'm like the second one he sent me, I can't wait to get into it. And I'm like, I I'm selfish. I'm like, I want a third book, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, Give after it, that, let's go. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, so I need you you know, to, I was like, I need you to make a profit so you can make me a third book. So it's not altruism, it's selfishness. So if you want to be selfish like me, make sure you're going and reviewing Sean's books here. And that way we can all be selfish together and get more books. Uh, Sean, if there's anything I can do per always, my friend, you just message me, tag me, you know, you email me. 
uh, you let me know. If you do want to do some writing sprints, um, I would be more than happy to do that. Um, you know, your relative evening time is my later, I usually write later in the evening uh, or night. So, you know, we match up pretty well there. So if you want to do that at any point, you just let me know and we can get a schedule going. But anything else I can do for you, you just let me know. And, you know, for always, we'll help you out you know, as best as we can. Sounds good, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming again, Sean. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And I love seeing that book, you know, and all four of them uh, behind you on that shelf. That last one, though, that cover really got to me. I just absolutely yeah. loved it. It just Thomas it does some to great me, work, so. man. Yeah, yeah, he does some great work. Favorite oh, part real quick before you leave. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scars he put in right there. The little duelist scars. You'll yeah, see it. When you yeah. look at the cover. I said he goes. What's one little thing that you really want to stand out? I go duelist oh, scars, man. Cool. He's got duelist scars. That's what they they have there. So oh, yeah. that is cool. He that guy can make some amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I started following him after you know you uh you know you had your cover come out. I was like, all right, who is this guy? I was like, I got yeah. got to give a follow after that one. That was really cool. Oh, that's really cool. I'm gonna go back and look at that. I don't I don't think I saw that the first time because it was on my little phone. So I have to check that out, um, you know, on my laptop and zoom in there. That's super cool. That's an awesome detail. Yeah. Write that down for later. All right, Sean. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. You know, anytime, you know, you want to stop by, you know, like I said, I'll be sending out, you know, some of the panel stuff, uh, you know, for the fall and winter. And, you know, we'll get you on there and do some world building exercises and things like that together. Some characterization stuff and we'll have some fun. So sounds good. I'm all Perfect. for it. Awesome. We have a good rest of the night, right, my man. friend. And I'm sure I'll you talk too. to you soon on social media. All right. Sounds good. Catch you later. Later, buddy.